you used to be able to put a gun to my head and pull the trigger if you told me the earth was flat. I wouldn't take that bet anymore. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, after after the second time we talked to Dave Weiss, I spent like two days deprogramming and I watched yeah. every like Bill Nye NASA video that debunked the flat earth people because it's, yeah. it does. It It is definitely intriguing. But I, I still think that the problem, again, the flat earth people run into is take the boat analogy. If mm-hmm. earth is flat, you would see the boat go until it reached its destination. You don't. What you have is because of the Earth's curvature, you have the horizon point, and eventually you start to lose the boat, and all you can see is the mast of the boat. You can't, you just can't explain that away if you're a flat Earth person. That doesn't make any sense. The boat would have to sink for that to happen. Well, hold on. I have a PowerPoint presentation. What's going on, Morgs, crimes, conspiracies, and beyond here? Just wondering, how many of you aspire to become someone greater than yourself? Usually, most people would want to become a doctor, a scientist, something that benefits all of humanity, you would think. But not this guy. Today, we'll be talking about the wannabe Dexter serial killer, Mark Twitchell. Have you heard of this before, Jedi? Yes, actually, I have. Before yeah. we get into that, I do I do want to talk about one more thing in the news. Joe, did you see the um the women's golf last week? How they had all the celebrities, they let them play from the women's tees, like the best golfers, Mark Mulder, Derek Lowe. Oh, no kidding. How'd that go? It was like it, Derek Lowe won for the celebrities. He did really good. He's only seven over par for the three rounds, and he still lost to the top female by twenty three. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That, that's the thing. Yeah. Girl, yeah, woman golfers, because you see guys all the time, our ego. I know I've said, you give me like the sixth girl off a bench, say like BC or something, basketball. I always think, oh, yeah, you could beat a girl in basketball. But when it comes to golf and stuff, those girls are unbelievable. They're like superhuman, how accurate they are. It's funny. I know a lot of guys that are like, if I could shoot from the ladies' tees, and it's like, yeah, you'd still lose by 20. So. <laughs> Stop dreaming. You're not that good. You're not good against men, and you're not good against women. Uh, I I used to do a, a show with Rob Dibble from the Cincinnati Reds. Oh my gosh! And uh, uh, in her heyday, when Ronda Rousey Jedi was putting everybody in an armbar like inside right. of a minute, he was like, "She's the baddest woman in the world." But he's like, "I'm six five, two seventy. He was also fifty years old. He's like. I, I could easily beat her. And I was like, Rob, really? she would rip your arms off and then beat you to death with them. Like, out of your mind, dude. I mean, she's like in the prime of her career and he's retired. He, I mean, he he's not, he's not in any sort of shape. She would have destroyed him. Yeah, all she had to do was break both his arms. And, <laughs> and then she, it's done. She would have easily done that. Yes. Guys are definitely very ego-driven, and it's hard to think that you would lose to a woman until you compete with one who's really superior at something that you think that you're kind of good at, and you think, yeah. you know, yeah, no, you're not. It's it's well, uh, I- Everybody should experience that once in their life. Every man, pick your favorite thing, find the best woman in the world at it, feel like a yeah. jackass for a minute, understand your limitations. There's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. Danica yeah. Patrick's a better driver than 99.9% of men on earth. Sorry. Yeah. You know, bummer. But what are you going to do? Just appreciate that she's good at it. So I'm trying to think what Rob Dibble, I know he's been in trouble a couple of times. Didn't he throw a baseball in the crowd once in anger? Oh, boy. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, once, uh, 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 What's his name? Doug Desenzo with the Cubs drag bunted and he fielded it and threw the ball into Desenzo's back. Uh, famously threw it. Uh, uh, Tim Tuffle started a big brawl. 
there, did throw the ball in the center field. Uh, I think he hit a teacher or something and got in trouble for that. He got into a fist fight with his manager, Lou Pinella, post-game one time. Literally, in the dugout, the two of them beating the crap yeah. out of each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. Super chill dude, though. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, yeah, yeah. He actually is now. But, yeah, right. back in the day, he was, uh, you know, here's the problem. when When you grow up and you're an idiot, but you're really good at something, you yeah. know, you become a professional idiot and retired in 1995 officially. Yeah. And in 1997, the salaries absolutely exploded. And his best year, he made 1.3 million. Oh my God. And if he pitched today, yeah, he'd, he'd easily be making $10 million a year. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I was just actually just thinking. <laughs> In my head, I, I was thinking Rob Dibble was the one that went on that racist rant, but that was John Rocker. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Boy, those relievers are something else, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I know. I always think relievers is like kind of the most overrated thing. You come in for three outs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, well, you know, so here's the thing, and that's why I like the, you know, now they talk about the, the higher leverage situations where maybe bring the closer in in the eighth inning if that's where – the best guys are up. If the three, four, five guys are going to bat in the eighth, bring your closer in in the eighth and have somebody else pitch the ninth. Well, that's what the Which Yankees used to do with, with uh, Mariano and Wetland. Well, yeah. I mean, also, Mariano was so much. Oh, by the way, you know about Wetland? You know, he's like in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was, you know, it's funny you because I've been looking up the Yankee with all the kids from last week. You mentioned this. Uh, it didn't make it to air because I still don't know who you're talking about. But as I was searching Yankees with a lot of kids, I somehow stumbled across Yankees who have abused kids. And the list is lengthy. Right. There's a lot of former <laughs> New York Yankees who have been like raping and like pillaging yeah. children. It's, Chad um, Curtis. Oh, my Lord, dude. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. Jim Layeritz like killed a lady in, uh, I think, DUI. <laughs> Jim Leyritz, that guy, that guy was money. He just like he's like a Robert Ori type guy. You know what I mean? Like when it's on the line, average player, but for some reason, clutch. Mark Woolers to this day has to regret throwing a slider in that count. That oh, was not, not his best pitch. Yeah, that was it. Was, they were up two nothing, and that was game three, and they were up six nothing in that game. That was a big turning point. So I guess we shouldn't have teased did a tease for Gabby because I think we got blown off again. Oh, that's too bad. I was so excited. <laughs> Gabby, Gabby is closing in on the, uh, the, oh, what was the one with the manor? Oh, God. Why can't I think of the name of it? What's the manor? What do you oh. mean? I don't know what you mean. McCainy yeah. Manor. McCainy oh, Manor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah, when we had that? Yeah. That was the worst guest of all time. And Gabby's starting to tread into those waters here. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Mark Twitchell. Jedi, you want to tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, who is Mark Twitchell? Well, he is a filmmaker, screenwriter, wannabe. I guess that was his aspirations in life to become a director. Uh, when he was younger, he always wanted to be the center of attention, but he was often bullied. And so he spent most of his time recording sketches on video cameras. Um, and then he is obsessed with writing and creating these videos. His first wife said that he was obsessed with dressing up and, you know, living his life like these movies that he watched. But he ended up getting a fascination with the movie Dexter. I mean, not the movie, I'm sorry, the TV show series Dexter. Do you, have you watched that? Todd? Something you know how much I hate blood. Oh my god, uh, you can't even I, watch it on TV. No, I, I know. I, 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 <laughs> what? Yeah, I've never seen that. I would, I would like to watch it though. It I is, love Dexter. <laughs> it is one of the greatest television shows of all time. But I gotta be honest, Todd, you're gonna hate it. <laughs> you're not way too much cutting, way too much oh blood. My you could so never. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. do it. Oh my Even, goodness! Uh, so you don't know anything about Dexter. You I mean, know I know what the I know the premise. I know he kills people, but they deserve to be killed. Stuff like that. Right, right, right. Even the yeah, show. I, someone. Re 
<laughs> I was just going to say, someone recently told me to watch Ozark, and I'm like, okay. I put it on the first five minutes of the first episode. People are getting like murdered left and right. I'm like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I watch stuff yeah. like that almost every day. Oh my God. <laughs> Joe does too, but it's usually animals getting eaten by other animals. (laughs) We all have our thing, right? We all have our thing. (laughs) Uh, Joe, we were texting back and forth, uh, Jedi and myself, and we were talking about doing one with sea animals. How how versed you with them? Not as much. No, I'm definitely. uh, I'm not a huge sea animal guy, but yeah, I'm definitely. uh, I'm definitely. I've been getting more into the to the sea animals, especially sharks, uh, whales, octopus. I'm. I'm. I've watched a lot of octopus stuff. I can tell you a lot about them. I I like the guy. I'm highly intelligent. They're probably smarter than we are. They actually. uh, It's funny if if they find like a bucket on the bottom of the ocean. It'll take one of its tentacles and like put the bucket under its arm and for like the next 10 hours, do whatever it's doing. Uh, It's taking that bucket because it's going to put the bucket over its head and it's going to sleep inside of the bucket. So like an octopus can think about like not just what it's doing now, but like I'm going to need to I'm going to need to use this for tonight. And so, I mean, they're an extremely thoughtful and, and intelligent uh, creature uh, and and I I think they're from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> really, I do. I think I think they ended up here um, from somewhere else, and I think that they um, uh, maybe were on one of those comets that hit, like maybe the Yucatan or something. So is that what the other aliens are looking for? Octopuses, but can't find them because they're on the bottom of the ocean. They're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. And I mean, dude, just think about just think about what they can do. Right. Yeah. I mean, they can blend into their background instantly like that. That requires thought. You have to, like, think about what you're trying to become. And then you can do that again. It just shows a really high level of intelligence, which, you know, we're we're looking. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen on Neptune. They 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 landed a, a rover on the atmosphere of Neptune, and there are there's a storm on Neptune that's been raging for at least two hundred years. That's five times the size of planet Earth. Whoa. There's basically five giant cyclone clouds. Uh, it looks like a big giant red spot on Neptune, and then they zoomed in on it. There's an ocean on Neptune. It's covered in ocean, yeah. and wow. yeah. A beach? So. <laughs> If if there's if there's water, there's a chance that something could be living outside of it or or inside of it. So uh, some again, we're we're looking for humans. We think this is what intelligent life looks like. And I say, if you've seen an octopus, you've seen a different form of really highly intelligent life. So there there's things out there that I, I think if you saw it, you probably wouldn't know you were looking at it. Right. I'm still amazed. Our first show with the uh, Oakville Blobs, how that girl told us that an, a jellyfish does not have a brain, but it somehow knows to do stuff. That's amazing. Look how long they sense. survived. Yeah. They were able to survive but all this time. I know. It is weird. All right. So let's get back to Twitchell here. So he graduated from radio and television arts program at Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. He was kind of a dreamer. He wanted to be a director. You ever notice, do you know any people nowadays that like you ask them what they do? They say, oh yeah, I'm like a film guy. Unless your last name is Spielberg. Every person I know like that lives at home, has no money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know a couple of people that just like, you're a, you're a waiter. Just say right. waiter. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, you know how um, my my brother-in-law, his son is eight, and he's he, we go to his football games, and he is like amazing. He's with touchdowns all the time, and he decided he didn't want to play football anymore. And he's like, "We're really sad because we thought this was going to be our ticket." I'm like, "Do you understand the odds of him being a professional?" Like, he thought he was going to be like on the Patriots in ten years. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing if you want to be a director. The odds of getting that break. There's probably like a million people trying to do like small things like that. I want to do it myself. I wouldn't mind, <laughs> I know. you know, directing films. <laughs> and I also think people like that are people who don't want to have a real job. They're like, hey, I'm going to be like a movie guy. It just seems like it never works out. Oh. And this was, this was basically the same thing with Mark Twitchell. He was always going around trying to get investors to invest in these short films. He wrote a few scripts. In 2007, he directed Star Wars, 
Secrets of Rebellion, which was a fan film, and it had a cameo from the guy who played Boba Fett. <laughs> Are you guys yeah. Star Wars people? Not really. I'm more Indiana Jones. Oh, I love Indiana Jones. Yeah. As a as a boy, I watched episodes four, five, and six, and yeah. I didn't need I didn't need any more story. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars person at all. Yeah, <laughs> I love the but three. Yeah. I've I've watched the three with my son, and I've never seen any of the other like the the yeah, no. anything after uh anything after eighty three. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, like Empire Strikes Back or whatever was the last one you saw. Yeah, I hate to tell people, but Boba Fett died. I saw it. Oh, yeah. spoiler alert. No, I mean, he died, he died in 1983. How could they possibly bring that guy back? He didn't get out of that thing. He didn't get out of that, 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 that worm in the ground. He got out of that? No, he didn't. Shut we're just up. trying to carry on the story for the younger generation. You know what happened? You know what happened, Jedi? Like 10 years later, people were like, dude, you know, it was pretty awesome. That Boba Fett guy. And they were like, yeah, but he's dead. Oh, but he got out. All right. And now they're making movies about him. Like, get out of here with that. <laughs> so stupid. Why That's don't you do happen. a movie? Why don't you do a movie about Uncle Owen? Right? Because I didn't <laughs> see him get burned up by stormtroopers and sand people. I saw it. He's dead. He doesn't get to come back. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to do with uh, Captain Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Yes, of back. course they are. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really die despite, because you know why? We live in, a, in, a, in an era now where just because you saw something doesn't mean it happened. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so on top of the Star Wars movie, he also wrote a script for Day Players, which was a buddy comedy. And then he shot House of Cards in a garage that he rented in Edmonton. And then he ended up going from his addiction to Star Wars to Dexter. So, Jedi, what do we know about House of Cards? Well, House of Cards. Do you have the clip, Joe? Take responsibility for what I am. You were right. Harry killed the wrong person. Morgan, you're not thinking about kill myself? No, that's pathetic. But I can't live in this house of cards anymore. Waiting for it all to fall down. I need to do something, you know? So this is where I think Mark Twitchell decided to create his House of Cards movie. Originally, it's supposed to be a hockey, wear, hockey mask wearing serial killer, right? Yeah. And then so uh, what, what the plot is, he um, lures cheating husbands to a garage he poses as a female and lures these cheating husbands to the garage where he hits them and stuns them with the stun baton ties them up and kills them then after all of that he dismembers these bodies right and he had his studio set up with the plastic sheeting and stuff to protect all the blood but did you notice a lot of the actors said he was way too into it like when they were stabbing people he'd be like grit your teeth like he was getting really excited by it yeah, because I think he was, you know, this he was starting to re realize and start his fantasy in real life. I mean, I think, you know, he was plotting it and finally he, this is the step to bring him closer because didn't he have his friends or people that he hired for the House of Cards to build these elaborate sets? They, they also built a table and he used all these things in his um, attempts, you know, his to kill someone. I mean, he actually used these uh, set props. He bought uh, what? He, he got uh, a stun baton. He got yep. duct tape. He got plastic. So, I mean, he was the, planning. The mask. The mask. Right. And uh, did you see that he talked to his first wife and he just mentioned it a couple times? Have you ever had any fantasies of killing? And she was yeah. like, Whoa. she's like, well, we all do, but you can't act on it. Yeah, but he 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 all he pushed it even further, saying that he wanted to find a homeless person yes, to kill, yes, so he, they that, so they wouldn't yeah. remember him or care about his victim. Yeah, that that so yeah, so no one would even recognize it. And you know what? I have like a tiny bit of sympathy, not not much, but like imagine being born and in your brain you have this like crazy temptation to kill, and you just have to live your entire life not like not going on it, like pedophiles, killers. Like, that would suck to have that feeling. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to live your whole life not acting on something that you were born with. 
But yeah, that's I've wanted like, to like, murder people lots of times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. What stopped you? What stopped but you? But you can, <laughs> but you can tell he's like extreme. That's kind of yeah. like a curse you were born with or something. Yeah, that's got to be tough. You know, I, I, so one in five people is a sociopath. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And of that group, one in five of those people is like a murderous psychopath. Most psychopaths are cunning and smart enough to avoid violence and just generally kind of blend into society. Like they're smart enough to like recognize and read rooms and know, you know, they're I'm sure they're pretty manipulative people, but they're not like prone to violence. That's a it's a rare thing. But when you get someone that's super bloodthirsty like that, you're yeah, generally in trouble because they'll just do whatever and like you said you know when they have urges and it only escalates too todd that's the worst part in these people you know it's not enough to like skin one person alive now you're like you know what else i could do if i just dismembered them yeah and it just gets worse from there yeah but yeah are there like also telltale signs like his wife was saying that he was a compulsive liar and he would just yeah he (laughs) he he would just lie about the stupidest things like you know Paying bills. He would lie yes. about that. Just about yeah. everything. And then did you see the time that she walked in on him and he was on like Ashley Madison and he made up a, a like an elaborate lie that it was he was researching for like a movie. On the spot. It, yeah, I know. He did it on the spot. That's how smart and creative these types of people are. Yeah. Now, when we're talking about all these sociopaths, I think about I went to Boston for like 12 years for work on the train every day. You're on a packed train. Do you know how many people that you are with that you don't even know that they're either want to kill people or a pedophile or something? You just will never know. That's why I don't trust anybody. I know. (laughs) I know you you can't trust anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into the first attempt at. murder here no his first victim i don't i'm not i don't know if i'm pronouncing his name correctly Giles, i think it's Giles? i think it's gillies or i really gillies. don't know guilt yeah whatever <laughs> yeah g-i-l-l-e-s yeah what, what what happened with him was he was the lucky one he actually escaped he was married and moved to edmington and ended up having his wife divorced him and leave him. And after that, he decided to sign up for online dating because, you know, you don't know anyone there. And he found a um, profile called um, Spiderwebs. And the person's name associated with this profile was Sheena. They decided to go out. <laughs> she called all the shots. She, she chose the place and, you know, where they were going, what they were going to do on the date, and also told him, where and how to pick her up, which was strange. You know, she led him to her house. She told him that she lived in a basement apartment. So it would be weird upon, you know, entering her house, the things that he would have to go through, which was detached garage. And so he ended up going there. No questions asked. Yeah. And I do have to say it was plenty of fish. The website, that's the one that I used to go on the dating app. <laughs> oh my and, goodness. And like my girls will never go on dating apps because shit like that happens all the time. I even had a couple situations where I had to tell friends where I was going because it was such an odd situation for like a girl to ask me to go somewhere. So can you imagine how creepy guys are telling you to go to an abandoned garage? But were you you weirded out? Did you ever have an experience being weirded out yourself? I've had a couple situations where, like, I didn't even post my picture on Plenty of Fish, and I had a few times girls being like, just come over or just just come in, and I'm like, this is, like, the weirdest thing. Just come in. Wow. But I would even say, like, don't do that. I could be a killer or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's a dangerous situation to put yourself in. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize people were that trusting. Yeah, I know. You wouldn't. I know you would never do that, Jedi. So, yeah. all right, so did he end up going to the garage, right? Right. He went through the garage that was partially open and she directed him that that would be the case. And as soon as he got in, he was accosted by a man in a black and gold hockey mask who started beating him and stunning him with this stun baton. Yeah. He said like, didn't the stun baton immediately like knock the wind right out of him? 
Yeah, he, he was having a hard time moving and functioning. He said his legs gave out on yeah. him. So, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to never been be in that situation. I don't know what the hell I would do. Yeah, so he was fighting for his life, and didn't he say like, "I'm not going to let him kill me"? And what did he did he roll out of the garage? Was there a little tiny opening? No, no, no. What what had happened was was um, Mark duct taped him, and then he pulled out a gun, and then he was thinking, "Oh, you know, I'm going to die." And I guess um, Giles Giles found it in himself to decide, you know, you know what, I'm not going down like this. So he grabbed the gun, found out it was plastic. So then when once he found it was a plastic gun, then he started fighting some more. And then he was a ha- still having a hard, hard time because the stun baton, to, his muscles weren't working. And he eventually was able to crawl out of the garage and go outside. And while outside, he saw that this couple was walking their dog and he cried out for help for them. And they were hesitant to help him. Can you believe that? They didn't and want to help this, him. I think it was daylight too. I think it was for some right. reason. Like, I the- <laughs> right. I mean, somebody is on the floor begging for help and people refuse to help him. I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I, I, I was just so upset at that. Well, you got to think in this day and age with jackass and everything, if some guy comes like yelling and screaming, rolling out of a garage, you don't know how to take that. Yeah, and that's what happened. You know, Mark eventually came out, tried to drag him back in, and, you know, he was surprised to see that couple out there. And what he did is he just played it off like it was some jackass prank, like they were friends or something. (laughs) Smart. Didn't he he say, like, oh, hey, come back in here or something? Yeah. It was was just the weirdest thing. And, and, And then, you know, I guess they had a change of heart when they went home. This couple ended up calling the police. But by the time the police got there, everything was, you know, clean, cleaned up or nothing was wrong. They didn't see anything wrong. The garage was closed and they just left. And, you know, Giles, because of embarrassment, he didn't want to report it. So he didn't. Yeah, right. So. I probably mock learned he made a mistake and that's probably how the story ends, right? No, it does not. (laughs) (laughs) So we're only going to fast forward to a week later when he starts doing it again. But real quick, we were talking about how Mark was such a pathological liar. Um, Did you see how he quit his job, but he didn't tell his wife. So he just like drove around all day. Yes. (laughs) And the fact that, Oh my God! We're trying to buy a house. Yeah, I know. What's that, Jedi? That (laughs) dude, that's such a sociopath move. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow. I don't imagine quitting your job and like just leaving the house during the day and coming back and pretending you worked. I know people that have done that. Yeah, so do I. (laughs) I mean, and they're all sociopaths. Like that's only a sociopath would do that. I knew someone who was like a personal trainer at the gym. And he lived with his mom. He would wear his uniform, pretend he was going out. Then his mom left for work. He would come back in the house, go upstairs, change his clothes. And right before his mother came back home, he would go upstairs and put on his personal trainer uniform. (laughs) Wow. That's funny. That is sad. Still, Joe, one of the funniest stories you told me that I tell people all the time is you told me you had a friend that like, told you guys he was like a butler in Greenwich or something. <laughs> yeah, no, the dude said he lived in a house in Greenwich oh, and he got to the house and the housekeeper wouldn't let him in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he lived yeah. in the house, right? Yeah. Turned away and he left and he was like, oh, he's like, Alice is so hilarious. She does that sometimes. And it's like, <laughs> Wait, are we not going in your house then? Or how is this going to work? You psycho. Jesus. So- so, Joe, Alice, is there any way uh, you can recall what you used for the first time you told that story for the housekeeper's name? I don't remember. I just <laughs> went with Alice because that's such a no, housekeeper name. I, I, know, I know the answer. That's from the Brady Bunch. What is it? <laughs> you, you, said, you said Rosita. Rosita. All right. Rosita. That's such a great story, though. I mean, but the thing is, that's like a Mark Twitchell thing. Like, why lie to impress people? I mean, it's right. not going to affect anything. Yeah, but sure, nobody, it's not like we didn't not believe him until right. he took us to his house and they were like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't come in. 
then it was like, <laughs> wait a minute. You lying? Like, why did he ever take us there? There was no reason yeah. for it. Right, right. Nothing good, nothing good could have come of it for him. No. <laughs> so looking back, do you think he was a sociopath? Very much so. Yes. And and yeah, uh, just always out to like always out to fit in and prove himself to everybody. It was a weird thing. And he was just a beloved, beloved guy. It was the it was the most bizarre thing. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. It was completely unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's get to Johnny Altinger. Um, Jedi, don't you kind of feel bad? I mean, besides what happens to him, I feel like this guy like I don't know, had no luck with women and you're just trying yeah, to like, find a date. Yeah, he was lonely. He was yeah. lonely in a new place, of course. You know, that's the thing now, going online and meeting people. Yeah, so Johnny Altinger, a week later, you, you would have thought that Twitchell would have been like, I escaped that. Let's not do that again. But a week later, he was on there posing as Jen. He was Sheena, like you said, the week before. And he was searching POF and he met, he talked to a girl that wanted to, was just wanted a hookup. So on October 10th, he told his friends he was going to meet a woman in a weird location. That was so smart of him to say where he was going. Cause if he didn't, this right. case might've had a different ending. So he went to the garage that he went to that uh, Giles went to and it was his film studio, but it turned into his kill room. So when Johnny entered, he was immediately hit with a copper pipe, just like Giles. He was bludgeoned and stabbed. So he was immediately murdered. He didn't get lucky like uh, Giles did. So Twitchell put him on a table and cut his body apart. He cut off his fingers, his feet, all that stuff, and put it in a trash bag. And did you see how he later said he was like surprised how easily the human body could be cut? Yes, he was fascinated by what he was doing. Like he he had that thrill. Yeah, so that's basically what Dexter did, right? We'll get into the Dexter later. So how many seasons are there in Dexter? Is it a bunch of seasons? Um, I don't remember. I do yes, it is a bunch of seasons. Um, there, I think the new one is starting right now. I don't have Showtime, so I can't watch it, and I'm dying to watch it. But yes, I'm. I think there's nine. I think I'm not oh. sure. <laughs> I didn't know it was still going. Joseph eight seasons. Eight, eight seasons. seasons of Dexter. Eight yep. seasons. So they're on the this, ninth one. Are you guys gonna watch um, the Pam and Tommy? Uh, no. Yeah, I know. I, I saw Nothing's eight gonna episodes. beat the original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. So, all right. So days after the murder, Twitchell broke into Johnny's house because he knew eventually the police could just trace the IP address back. So he went in, he stole some of his money, he stole his laptop, and he messaged his friends that he met a wealthy woman that was taking him to Costa Rica a few months. He also messaged his work with his resignation notice, but he never responded to an email where to send his final check. So eventually the friends got suspicious. They broke into, into his house only to find dirty dishes, his passport, and no indication that he packed up for a trip. So a homicide investigation was opened. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Good. They... Yeah. Well, of his friends to notice that. I, I, I read that that they noticed regarding the emails that that's not the style of writing that he, you know, Johnny would write. And that was like the first indication that something was wrong because they didn't, he didn't phrase it, you know, using words that Johnny would use in e his emails. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Dateline. It's my favorite show. And this exact thing happens on tons of cases. Someone will kill someone and then the person will write and they'll write like, Hey sis, how's it? And they know immediately. So they would not say, Hey sis, or, Right. Like, hey, buddy. It's like, all right, this person emails me all the time. They've never done that. So that's like a telltale sign. Did you see the one where the, the kid hit his mom up because some woman was carrying on for years pretending to be his mom who had like run off for some baloney? And he was like, hey, mom, what's my middle name? What was the name of my best friend in the first grade? And what was our first dog's name? Yeah, not, no response. Just answer me those questions so I know that it's you. And she didn't. And he was like, that's not my mom. But those are questions that are asked when you fill out financial um, website information. They ask you, when did you that go is, to school? That right? is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd think maybe that lady would have known. And, right. and she probably could have answered. But right. it was the same thing where this lady was like, you know, like cowabunga, dude. And they were like, you know, Leslie would never say that. Like, what <laughs> yeah, are right. you talking about? What? <laughs> Leslie's 97 years old. She doesn't know the word cowabunga. <laughs> That's funny. 
So the investigation was opened and they headed to the garage. They looked up who was renting it and they found it was Mark Twitchell. So they contacted up and met, they contacted him and they met up at the garage. And did you see how like easy going he was? And he was like, Oh yeah, come on in, like check it out. That's like yep. how cocky and confident he was. But that was so, his downfall. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, he definitely wasn't wasn't smart in the end. Did you see he he said, like, oh my god, someone tampered with the lock? He didn't right. recognize the padlock, which was just like another lie. They found they found in there receipt for paper towels, gloves, sheeting, and cleaner that was paid with the credit card. Now they found the receipt for February 15th, and Twitchell said the last day he was it was the 10th. Now the police didn't tell him that they had that receipt, so they kind of held that for later. Uh, so in, another thing, they were waiting for that guy Giles to come forward because those two people that found him on the street reported it, but no one ever came forward. Remember you said he was like embarrassed. Right. Yeah, he eventually so, did, right? Yeah, it was like a month later while yep. they were questioning Twitchell. Twitchell wasn't even really on the radar first because even that um, that smart detective there, he was like, oh, there's no way. I'm so good at judging people and I can tell he's telling the truth. So when they finally got Giles in, uh, they talked to him about what happened to him. Do we have that, Joe? Against battle or is it like, no, that's the thing is like, this is the whole thing. This is what I'm thinking. While I'm doing this, this guy, he had... If he was more professional, he could have killed me right away. Like right when I walked in, I didn't see him. He could have hit me over the head with a a, a bat, a, a baton, or anything. Yeah. He could have knocked me unconscious right away. And I I don't know why he did that. His whole plan was to use this taser thing on me first. And I was stupid on his part. But he had many chances to kill me. He never did. Yeah, so do you think that had something to do with him wanting to play out the role Jedi if he could have just killed him right away? Yeah, that that was uh, actually the victim, right? Giles. Yeah, that was the first victim when he finally yeah. when he finally came to the uh, police station. But he said he could have just killed him right away. Do you think he kind of wanted to act out the script? Yes, I do. I think he was just too dramatic with it. You know, it it was just too played out i just got caught in the fantasy it should have been quick yeah i totally agree with that so then they were still in they were still uh interrogating twitchell they kind of knew they had him at this point um then he offered up some weird information did you see when he said oh i by the way just to let you know i bought a car for 40 dollars because he had yes that was the stupidest excuse <laughs> that he did he said what he just Somebody notified him to buy this car and he just jumped on it for 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah, basically he had he knew he had Johnny Altinger's car on his property, so he thought he had to come up with an excuse for the police. So he said, Oh yeah, some random guy met some rich lady and he said, Take a I need to get rid of this car before I go to Costa Rica. How much money do you have? And he goes, Forty dollars. Obviously, that's like the worst lie ever. <laughs> and the other thing is, Jedi, um, they found, they said to him, uh, when's the last time? Oh, oh, can I see your credit card? And he gave him his credit card number and it matched the receipt that they found in the garage saying that he bought all the supplies on the 15th. So they you knew never they use had your them. credit card. You always I pay know. in cash. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you probably <laughs> do, that, right? Not that I'm planning on doing anything, but. <laughs> you know. Dude, how about the dopes, though, that pay with cash and they use like their discount card? <laughs> I like save 10% like idiot. <laughs> you save 10% and you go to jail for 30 years to save 10%. Oh my goodness. So that's when um that's when the detective got really angry. And let's let's take a look at that uh, interrogation clip. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that you're involved in the disappearance of John Altinger. No doubt in my mind at all, Mark. Why? As I said, Mark, there's no doubt in my mind that you're involved in this disappearance. I just want to get to the bottom of this, because this is not going to go away. It's not going to leave you, Mark. I don't understand. I'm going to explain some of the reasons to you. But you do understand, because you know what I'm talking about. You're involved in this, and unfortunately, something got carried away. Joe, I want to see your reaction right now. You see how calm he was? Yeah. Joe, Joe, I, I know you killed my mother. Would you react? Wouldn't you be like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> 
talking about like <laughs> oh dude i say that all the time you could tell when yeah. somebody's innocent because they're like oh my yeah. god like i didn't do this right somebody who who is just like no nah, i don't know what you're talking about you're being accused <laughs> of murdering somebody how are you like just t- totally chill like that i would be like look there's got to be some kind of mistake right you know again it, it, they're, they're, he's just like no how can this be what yeah. oh that's insane there, insane there, there was a thing probably like seven or eight years ago I, I believe the guy's name was leslie i remember it was a it was kind of a girl's name for a guy but there was people shooting bb guns and stuff over the overpass and i think i don't know if people got killed or something but they brought this guy in he served time and he kept saying to the judge like this is not me you got and like i'm like this guy is innocent he was like flipping eyes like you have the wrong person i'm telling you and he went to jail and it ended up he was innocent like you can tell by their reaction. Yeah. Like, there's no question about it. Uh, so, anyways, they impounded that car that, that he bought for $40. And inside of it, they found Mark's laptop. And they found blood that matched Johnny Altinger's. So, they also got a search warrant for Twitchell's parents' house. They found that mask, Jedi. And they found um, they found the mask. Uh, they found the, the laptop. And in the trash bin, under a deleted file, they found something called SK Confessions. See, he didn't even clean up properly. He made too many mistakes. Living yeah, it at yeah, his totally parents' agree. house. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into SK Confessions, the very last thing here is that the police posed as an investor for a film. He was so stupid, Twitchell. And they said, we're going to meet you to give you a check for one of your upcoming films. He's like, oh, my God, I'm finally going to have like a feature film. And when he showed up, they arrested him and charged him with first degree murder. So what do we know about SK Confessions? What do we think SK might stand for? Serial killer. Ooh. (laughs) I mean, I was reading it and it it is kind of spooky. I mean, let me just share a little of what, you know, the couple of paragraphs of how it starts off. This is a story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Like anyone starting out in a new skill. I had a bit of trial and error in the beginning of my misadventures. Allow me to start from the beginning, and I think you'll see what I mean. I don't remember the exact place and time I was that I decided to become a serial killer, but I remember the sensation that hit me when I committed to the decision. It was a rush of pure euphoria. I felt lighter, less stressed, if you will, at the freedom of the prospect. There was something about urgently exploring my my dark side that greatly appealed to me. And I'm such a methodical planner and thinker. The very challenge itself was enticing to behold. Yeah, he basically described everything from like the first thing with Giles to all the way getting rid of Johnny's body. He pretty much word for word said what he did. And the the detective's completely figured that out he did like a book he would talk about when giles like escaped he's like he escaped and i went back to my lair did you see that part yeah it's you know fantasy is reality for him yeah totally um so let's get into renee wearing that was that girl he he talked to online some girl was just researching this is another girl who's into the dark stuff she saw a picture of dexter morgan on facebook and she messaged him. It was a picture of Michael C. Hall, who was the actor. She started chatting to him about dark things. And Mark said who he was. He sent pictures. And he said he was interested in killing someone. And Renee said she fantasized about killing her ex-husband's new wife. So Mark told her to use a stun gun, use plastic sheeting like Dexter. They talked back and forth for weeks. He said to use a baton. In October 14th, he messaged her. He was missing for a couple days. They haven't spoken. He said, I did something last night. I crossed the line and I liked it. Oh my gosh, how eerie. I know. So let's let's tell tell me a little bit about Dexter and how this compares. I love this movie. I mean, this show. I keep saying it's a movie (laughs) because I binge watched it. (laughs) Well, Dexter, he is a high functioning psychopath. He goes by a, a code that was taught by to him by his adoptive father. The code is that he can only kill people that are bad and are killers themselves. Uh, Dexter, he has this insatiable need to kill people. And so he goes through life doing it in this way, the way that his father taught him to do. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's such a bad idea 
having someone like Dexter Vigilante, you know, taking care of all the bad people or an equalizer. I wish those people I, were existed in real life because sometimes I know, well, the court yeah. takes too long. Every once in a while, you'll see someone uh, like get killed uh, by a pedophile, and then you see the father like exact revenge, and then they get off. Right. Like that's right. that's the best. Like, how could you be a judge and put that person away? Right. I mean, the person hurt your your child. Of course, you're going to be enraged. I mean, you know. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, I think I am gonna. I think I am gonna check out Dexter. Yeah. I mean, you know. Have have a bucket there just in case if you can't handle blood, because <laughs> it is bloody. Keep your remote handy. You could fast forward through the the real uh, disgusting parts, but yes. it's such a good show, it really is. So we're all about the same age. I saw someone post on Facebook the other day. What what movie creeped you out? Like scared you so much as a kid? Because I have mine. I was curious what you guys is. Dude, Children of the Corn. Oh, I saw uh, that. yeah. Yeah. So in the theater when I was a kid, I was like six years old and it freaked me out like something fierce, like to where blonde hair, blue eyed kids freak me out to this day. What's your what's yours, Jedi? I couldn't watch movies when I was a child. My parents didn't allow us. Yes. The only movie I saw was Star Wars. I didn't take Uh. to it. But then after that, you know, when I was younger, they wouldn't take us to the movies. And, you know, we hardly watch TV, too. They, You know, yeah. so even today, I, I binge watch things because that's my chance to watch TV. And yeah. that's the way I do it. So I hardly watch regular TV. Joe, this might explain some things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, that... Uh, it explains a lot. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I want to so, know. <laughs> Jedi, we could do a whole show on that. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what sucks about Gabby not showing up? We were going to like a lot of the things like coincide with Jedi. So we were going to like touch on a little like a little few of the wacky things that Jedi's into. But we can do that another time. But the, the thing I was going to say is Children of Corn, a close second for me. Salem's Lot. Remember oh, Salem's Lot? Yeah, that's a yeah yeah that scared the crap Tough out of me sleep after that one yeah see and i won't watch it now you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right so to finish this up so basically they wanted altinger's body to give to his family so they could give him a proper burial but twitchell wouldn't talk to anyone until they got him his lawyer so in the meantime they the homicide department put him in the car and brought him for a ride around town to try to get him to crack did you see that jedi yeah yeah. He wouldn't even like he wouldn't acknowledge him. They would like go right up to his face and they'd be like, Where's the body? He was like, it was like he couldn't hear him. He was just being so arrogant. Right. Uh, but don't so, they sociopaths and psychopaths, they don't show emotion anyway. So I don't right. understand why they tried to do it this way. They're expert yeah, right. liars, but when they don't want to answer a question, you can literally ask them dead square in the face a question and they just don't respond. Right. Now, they knew that uh, Altage's body was in a sewer. They checked all the sewers, and how they knew that is because it was in SK Confessions that he put him in a sewer. So they, uh, they che- I mean, he basically, like, me. what an idiot. What Too a- many mistakes. <laughs> doesn't he understand? You can't just dra- drag something to the recycle bin and have it be over with. Right. You know what, though? What a perfect movie about him. Like, I yeah. wonder if that was sort of his thought as he was doing this, you know, just like this would make a great movie and it's going to be about me. Yeah. Well, they did talk about that. They said they didn't want to give him like any like recognition for this. And like it, they did say it would make a great movie, but I don't think they're going to go there. But he would probably he would probably spend his life in jail to have this movie. He would, like he that would be a proper trade off. He's that crazy. Oh, yeah. A million percent. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, so they checked all the sewers in, t- in town. They couldn't find anything. Then a couple months later, Twitchell said he wanted to speak to some detectives. And they, when they met with him, he slid him a piece of paper. And it was a Google Maps of where Johnny's body was. And it was in a sewer. And it was just outside of, like, the distance they were checking. It was, like, a couple sewers over where they stopped looking. They sent a medical examiner down. They found a torso, bones, teeth that belonged to him. So they found Altinger's body, and in March 2011, he went to trial. 
And his excuse, Joe, what do you think his excuse was for them coming there? This is just kind of like, see if you can kind of guess. He, uh, some weird defense. Aliens? He said he lured them for a publicity stunt for his movies. He thought maybe oh, get a great reaction. Yeah, oh, all right. Gosh. Yeah, okay. They yeah. went out, they tell everyone, they spread the word. So the jury didn't buy it. Four hours, uh, and they came up with uh, life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. Now, when I was thinking about serial killers, let me ask you something. The definition of serial killer is three people or more, right? I, I mean, I'm saying, so. no, that, no, no, it is. But like, what if you like go into like a, like a theater or something and you like shoot three people? Are you a serial killer or is it like three different instances of planning things? I always wonder about that. I think it's any three victims in any scenario, I think. But it would be more interesting if you had to do like three separate strikes. <laughs> but premeditation has to be part of it as well, right? You know, if you just go insane and just shoot people, you're not a serial killer because premeditation, planning, stalking your victims, finding them, killing them. Yeah, wouldn't you just be a rampage shooter? Right, exactly. I was was telling my eight-year-old daughter about the Alec Baldwin thing, and, man, she is so sharp. I said, uh, he shot a girl and he killed her, and then someone else, like, got shot. I said, he only shot one bullet. How do you think that could have happened? I don't even know if I would have got this. (laughs) She's like, well, obviously, the person was behind them, and the bullet (laughs) went through him. I was like, like, whoa. (laughs) I'm like, that's pretty good. You know what, Todd? When I first heard that, I was like, two people got shot by one bullet. He's got some splaining to do. They were like, person was right behind. Oh, yeah, all right. No, that's a good one. Yeah, never mind. But, Jedi, you know what I'm amazed by? I think I brought this up a couple weeks ago. Like, how he said how easily the body came apart. But, like, on a regular basis, when we're crashing into things, like, limbs aren't falling off. But he said, like, you could cut it off like nothing. Well, he probably studied where to cut. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like a chicken. The other thing is, is you got to cut up a body fresh because once rigor mortis starts to set in, it gets extremely difficult to chop up a body. So if you get it while it's still, well, it's still warm. <laughs> Not to give anybody any ideas. I'm just telling you, it gets harder the longer you wait. Or if you freeze it, you're just, you got to dethaw it. I, and the I smell. Think, I don't know. Yeah, I'm the decomposition. Speculating here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you might have another customer here. My friend texted me. What do you need to start a podcast? My two friends were talking about it. I might send them over to Clovercrest Media. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So Jedi. So we're on Facebook under Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. We're gonna get back on Twitter, but I think I gotta leave the name conspiracies out because i am so blocked i got a new phone i type in my phone number won't let me do it i type it knows my ip we didn't do anything weird we just had the word conspiracies i searched for conspiracies and twitter just completely kicked me off that is so weird that that's why i was excited for gabby to be on because i was wondering if she encountered stuff like that because it was hard to find who she is i mean there's so many gabby's that come up in front of her and so i was wondering if she was blocked did you notice the biggest problem with their name is that Gabby, uh, the one that died there, Brian Laundry? Yeah, everything that's is what Gabby Paquito. Yeah. yeah, she is hard to find, and she said she's no longer on TikTok by choice, or is that by force? She didn't ma- mention no. anything. I was planning on asking her tonight, but uh, so I think maybe we're not going to count on Gabby if she does come on. It'll be a bonus. That was going to be a fun show, but yeah. So um, I think that about does it. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Well, uh, I don't think we we fully talked about how Mark Twitchell compares to Dexter. So I just wanted to um, talk about that little bit because I don't think that Mark Twitchell was the caliber of Dexter. Dexter killed 100 people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. minimum, you know, and Mark got caught on his second one, right? So he wasn't as smart, careful, intelligent as Dexter. I'm truly a fan of Dexter. I mean, you got to watch it, Todd. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, Joe knows how good it is. I Dexter mean, doesn't excellent. get caught yeah. on the second try. Yeah. That. No, no. He's very thorough. You're right, Jedi. Just hearing how sloppy Twitchell was, the Dexter is so thorough and so careful and calculated and has that wonderful code where only, oh, he only kills bad people. Um, he's a good serial killer. We love him. <laughs> would you want someone like that in real life? Like the Equalizer or Dexter? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, Bat Batman or Dexter right. going out there solving crimes, taking care of the bad people. I'm all for that. Nice. Yeah, so it's on Showtime, right? Yes. Yes. I didn't know it was still in the air. I thought it was something that ended already. They brought it back. He was supposedly, oh, okay. you know, <laughs> they brought the it back. Ending was gonna... The ending of the show was, they left it very open-ended. He was like, he didn't die at the end. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh, are they going to bring this thing back someday? And so nobody liked the way it ended. And it was begging for them to revisit this in the future which Michael C. Hall was kind of always open to, Jedi. He was always kind of open to maybe coming back to this, and, you know, here we are. I was so excited hearing that they were going to make Dexter again. I mm -hmm. mean, the ending was kind of like Game of Thrones. I was so upset with Game of Thrones as well. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> when you say Redemption. open to coming... Joe, when you say open to coming back, I'm already starting to hear like whispers about Brady's like not sure. And he might go to the Niners like the Niners would trade away Garoppolo to the rights to Brady if he comes back. Oh, that'd be so cool. California. I don't think kid. he's coming back. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> Remember Brett Favre kept coming back. He went to the Vikings and the Jets. Yeah, but the more he came back, the more he kept showing ladies his penis. And so oh, his ending goodness. to his career, very, very checkered. <laughs> I don't know all... I don't know Jedi That's got to be a power thing Jedi To just assume somebody would like A glimpse of your penis Is a very uh, Sort of sociopathic thing To think yeah. Yes I, I, I equate I, that as a flasher You know yeah, hiding I, in the street the same thing. Yeah it's the Hold same I just, thing I just got a text from Joe What is that <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not even like an a Joe. Is there any girl who would ever be like, "Oh my god, I was like so turned on by that"? Yeah, it's not like right? a girl I don't, I don't us... think a dick pic has ever translated to someone touching your dick. Like that doesn't seem to correlate. Genitalia Say nice things and listen to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my God, I find doing the laundry and vacuuming a room. Uh, has a much better yeah. effect than if I were to take a picture of my penis. Give me a exactly. break. Exactly. Folding yeah, the towels the correct way so they fit in the pants. <laughs> That's hot, right, <laughs> Jedi? That's hot. <laughs> oh, so I did text Jedi the other day because I was like, what was that thing you were talking about on the show? A, a, what, it was a, lay, a, a leg reader? A leg reader? Yes. Yes. What, it, what a leg reader is, is, you know, when tourists come, off the plane or to a show that the lay greeters is usually wearing a muumuu, which is a long dress, or they're wearing a grass skirt and a bikini top or a bikini top and a pareo, which is a, like a sarong, a, a piece of uh, material wrapped around their waist. And so you stand there and take pictures with tourists. You have a lay, you lay them, you place the flower necklace for those who don't know what a lay is it's a flower necklace <laughs> so you place the flower necklace around the person and you take a picture next to them so you know that that's what a lay greeter is and does yeah that's cool uh she you sent me a picture of a couple people do you have a picture of you doing it no i i strangely enough i've never kept a picture of myself <laughs> doing that that's funny. Yeah, but that people around the world me. probably have, yeah, you know, know, a picture of me somewhere. <laughs> Joe, there there are, Joe, there are more pictures of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bigfoot, I've been talking to a Bigfoot expert. We need to get him on. I'm trying to Oh, yes. Match, trying to match up yes. a good time. I've I'm watched some cool that. Bigfoot videos. I, I definitely have. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about Bigfoot, but maybe my mind will be changed when we talk to someone who, I don't know. Can you really, can you do it for a living? That has to be people's like side projects, right? 
I would think so. Yeah, maybe in <laughs> the eighties, that... right? It's like being a, that... like a Loch Ness monster expert at this point. Is that the gig economy? <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot expert. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I think it wraps things up, Jedi. Okay. Hey, Marks, the end is here. Thank you for listening to uh, the Dexter Wannabe Chronicles. <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, check out Dexter. I love that TV show. <laughs> it's out. Catch you later. Till next time, Morks. Bye.